y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Daryl's Daring Thoughts, Melanin Edition. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, This is um, the last episode for our Black History Month um, special. So I I just want to say I I really like this uh, special I did uh, for the month of Black History, for the Black History Month. Um, It was it was pretty dope. Um, We did some really, really great episodes. Um, I think I, well, I I liked them all, but I will say I had two favorites on the ballroom episode about the history of ballroom ballroom with Darrington is definitely one of my favorite episodes, um, that I did. So you definitely have to make sure you check that out. Um, another one of my favorite episodes, um, that I did was starting over with love with, um, Adriana. Um, that was really dope. Um, yeah, it was like the Valentine's Day episode special um, about self-love and, you know, loving yourself again and dating and stuff. So that was a really good episode as well. I also did I Am Sorry, Colin Kaepernick, which was the start of the month. Um, just, you know, apologizing to someone who <laughs> tried to warn us about this bullshit. And, you know, a lot of people didn't listen. And a lot of people you know, called him all types of names, called, <laughs> said he wasn't, you know, he was being unpatriotic by, you know, all that stuff, that, you know, what happened to him. So I wanted to give him praise um, and apologize to him because he deserves it. And today's episode is called It All Started with Trayvon Martin. And this episode is really just about, you know, how in my mind, a lot of a lot of shit really really uh started with with Trayvon Martin and let me just be clear I know that blacks have been killed by the hands of law enforcement and other you know individuals way before Trayvon Martin so I'm not saying that it started with Trayvon Martin in that way that's not what I'm saying but when it comes to the social media impact of it I truly do believe it all started with Trayvon Martin you know, like now, you know, we have the the hashtag Black Lives I'm back. Black Lives Matter. You know, we see all of the videos cre- uh, created. You know, and for you know, justice for Breonna Taylor, justice for George Floyd, Ahmaud Ar- uh, Ahmaud Arbery, and all those things. Yes, they're extremely important, and I think that it helps. Social media has opened up a lot of people's eyes to know that there are certain things that are still happening in this country, things that are getting worse and, you know, all those things, you know, like what happened to Tamir Rice, Philando Castile, all those things. And I think that it started with Trayvon because of the social media buzz that it created. And so I really just want to dive into, you know, Trayvon Martin, um, discuss this um, beautiful human whose life was taken away at a very early age and, you know, his mother has gone into politics and stuff. So, like, I think that it's a really, I just really want to pay um, tribute to him um, during Black History Month. And so, yeah, that's what I'm doing. And so, let's just dive into it. Let's just dive into it. It's not going to be a very long episode because we are familiar with everything that has happened to Trayvon Martin. So, let's just go ahead and get started. Y'all, I got to be honest with y'all. I am still high right now from last night. And so my mouth is really dry. I'm trying to hydrate. So 
you're going to hear me sipping and everything, you know, every now and then. I apologize, but that's just what it is right now because this should have worn off by now. And so it's my fault for not hydrating myself, but child. Okay, so we're going to push through this. Okay, so let's go ahead and push through. So, again, we're going to dive in, dive into um, the death of Trayvon Martin, the murder of Trayvon Martin, um, the not guilty um, verdict, and how, you know, a lot of people felt like that led to, you know, um, police officers and, you know, non-African Americans, you know, feeling like they can do certain things to us knowing that they're going to get away with it. And it's not like history hasn't shown that that has happened. You know, Sandra Bland, Breonna Taylor, Elijah McClain, George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery. Um, you know, the list goes on and on and on. And, you know, that was just in 2020, you know, some, some of those individuals. And so, you know, it, 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 it can't, I can't help but to think that the police officers and people, non-people of color are going to continue to, to murder us because no one has, you know, no one has really went to jail, you know, for, you know, for, for, for what they've done. I mean, you know, the, the white lady who went into the apartment, which I am not going to talk about because I still don't understand how you do that. But, you know, but the, the other people that were a part of the, a part of the cover up with her didn't get, you know, reprimanded. So I think that until, you know, something is done where, you know, justice is actually served and these officers are put behind bars for murder. I think once that happens, then, you know, I think they'll think twice about killing us then. I think they will, you know, not saying that it won't happen again, but they will think twice about killing us because they 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 see that their counterparts are um being in, tr in trouble for their actions you know so definitely want to unpack you know things about the death the trial and you know the aftermath of um Trayvon Martin's um uh, murder um and just you know discuss some of these stories so that's what we're going to be doing today so a little bit, a little bit of backstory on Trayvon Martin's. Uh, so Trayvon Martin had no criminal record, and I am reading this information verbatim. Trayvon Martin has no criminal record. Uh, had no criminal record when he was shot and killed by neighborhood uh, watch member George Zimmerman on February 26, 2012, in Sanford, Florida. Zimmerman's initial uh, release and uh, was initially released and later then arrested. Um, and it sparked a huge uh, national debate over racial profiling and the role of armed neighborhood watch members in law enforcement. Um, now, again, you know, I, the whole neighborhood watch thing, I, you know, I, I saw it growing up like on television. You know, I never saw it as a real deal, maybe because I've just I'm not privy uh, privy to um uh, to what happens in those communities that have those, you know, in for me in the black community, you know, it's like you see something, you say something type of thing. And, you know, we see somebody, you know, we see something, we're going to say something, we're going to call 911, let you know what's going on. But the, I'm about to follow this person. I'm about to, you know, have a gun on. Like, that whole pretend to be the police, that I can't get with. Which is the same thing that happened recently to Ahmaud, Arbor, Ahmaud Arbery. You know, and that's what those white men were saying, that they, you know, were part of the community watching. Like, I just don't get that. I don't get how you as a community watch member 
feel like, you know, you have like the right to, you know, act as if you are the police officer and stuff. Because in my mind, like, what if you are really walking up on someone who is, you know, a criminal who, who has intentions on doing harm and you don't know what they have. Like, I, I just, I, I will never understand that. Like, you know, y'all don't want to defund the police, but y'all definitely want to, child, we ain't going to talk about that. Let me stop and keep going. I'm just going to say, I don't agree with it. I think that it doesn't serve a purpose. We've been shown multiple times that it doesn't serve a purpose. Um, you know, it serves a purpose. If you're going to call the police, let them handle it. You know, you see something, say something, definitely call the police. Absolutely. But, you know, y'all been seeing something, saying something, calling the police on people using Airbnbs because they black, you know, y'all, it's, it's like the neighborhood watch to me kind of feels like a lower level of the KKK sometimes. I don't know. I just feel some type of way about it. I do. I truly do. Cause y'all don't call the police on the white person, but I'm just saying, Okay. So on July 13th, 2013, a jury acquitted Zimmerman of murder. The Trayvon Martin Foundation was established in 2012 with thousands um, have, um, uh, and then also thousands have taken have taken to the streets um, across America to protest the circumstances surrounding the teen's uh, murder. Trayvon Benjamin Martin was born in Florida on February 5th, 1995. He was actually born during Black History Month. So this is pretty cool. His parents, uh, Sabrina Fulton and Tracy Martin, divorced four years later. Uh, divorced four years later, Martin attended public high school in Florida, including the Dr. Michael M. Crop High School in Miami Gardens. With parents that wanted to expose him to the world, Martin had experienced the uh, had experiences that included skills of skiing, horseback riding, and he also took trips to. New York City, um, to, you know, to sightsee and things like that. In response to a rash of robberies and burglaries, the residents of the community established a neighborhood watch in September 2011. Zimmerman, one of the residents, was scheduled as the program coordinator. He regularly patrolled the streets and was licensed to carry a firearm. From August 2011 to February 2012, Zimmerman had called the police several times to state he had seen individuals who had deemed as suspicious. All of, all of the reports were black males. On the evening of February 26th, Zimmerman saw Martin, who had left the house to purchase Skittles and iced tea from his SUV. Zimmerman called the police department around 7.11 p.m. to report a suspicious guy. Martin walked between homes and started to run. The dispatcher told Zimmerman not to get out of his car and follow Martin with and follow and follow Martin. With Zimmerman disregarding instructions, he started to pursue the teen, the teen. And we all know what happened after that. Uh, real quick, so I want to take a break in here just to say, so there was this show that I had a pre I had the privilege of directing two years ago called Facing Our Truth. Facing Our Truth was is a um, six short pieces, six short ten minute um, plays, um, and it all started because of Trayvon Martin. 
Um, so let me grab the script real quick. So it's called Facing Our Truth. Um, so it's six, like I said, six different plays. Um, and they're all centered around, around, you know, a black man wearing a hoodie. So one of the skits is called Night Visions. Then it's Some Other Kid. Then Colored, The Ballad of George Zimmerman, Dressing, and No More Monsters Here. Great piece. I would definitely recommend everyone getting to read this at some point. Um, if you are a theater director or know someone, please encourage them to do this. It's really, really good. And if I must say, I, I did really good directing it. Um, but I said that to say because there is a piece called The Ballad of George Zimmerman. And it's really like a um a jazzy, like poetic um um encounter that led up to what happened to between Trayvon Martin and George Zimmerman. Since, you know, we weren't there, we can only go by, you know, what we, you know, uh, what the evidence showed and, you know, unfortunately Trayvon is not here to tell his side of the story. So there's that. So yeah, I just had to shout that out, shout that out real quick. So next I want to talk about, you know, the media and the role the media plays in a lot of these things. And, you know, we started, we, we did start seeing it, you know, with Trayvon Martin with them wanting to show him in, in the most negative way possible. But, you, but, you know, as of right now, you know, we, we're used to that. You know, we're used to seeing that, you know, they want, they want to show the women as angry black women. You know, they want to show, you know, black men as these um, awful teens, you know, drug dealers or thieves or, you know, then with their pants sad, you know, they want to show the worst picture possible because we do know that, you know, the public's perception of an individual can, you know, shape and shape, um, shape, um, um, what people believe, you know, people are going to believe what they see and, and instead of facts and, you know, and stuff, you know, things like that. And so we did see that a lot during this trial, um, that it started to seem like they started, like started painting Zimmerman as like this innocent person, as if, you know, he was the victim. Like they started acting like he was the victim. And it's like, wait, this, you know, you just, you just killed a child. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Trayvon Martin was a whole child. You know, he was a child and you're a grown ass man. And so the media started doing that. And I, I, you know, I can only imagine that his parents were extremely frustrated with a lot of the things that the media were doing that they couldn't control. Um, you know, and you know, it's hard, it's easy for people to say the juries didn't, the jury didn't know it, didn't know about that, but come on now, we know they watched the shit. So it was, yeah. So, um, make sure my microphone's, yeah. So, you know, the media played a huge part. And so why do they do that? Like why, um, why does the media always have to portray black people in a bad way when they have been a victim of police brutality or any other issues? You know, I, I will never, I will never understand how, you know, someone like Tamir Rice, you know, a, a child, you know, was murdered. We saw the video, you know, they jumped out of the car, barely stopped and shot this little boy and killed him and somehow they still wanted to paint him as a bad person um more recently if you want to get more recent you know we saw how they did it with Breonna Taylor you know they wanted to really they they when I say they went out of their way 
they went out of their way to make it seem like that this woman, you know, was um was had was really talking to this drug dealer had drugs in her house you know like she was like storing drugs and helping her with money like they really when i say they tried to paint this as paint her as a horrible person if it wasn't for her family really pushing the the true narrative out about brianna taylor we wouldn't have known we would have thought what they wanted us to think and you know it's unfortunate i I truly think that that's unfortunate that the media does that in my opinion i don't give a I don't give a fuck if this person, I don't give a fuck if it was R. Kelly. Okay, let's just say it. If R. Kelly was out driving right now, got pulled over by, by the police, and was shot and murdered because of the color of his skin, the headlines should not have, should not read, you know, alleged child molester R. Kelly was, no. What 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 has happened in his past, and what what other all those other things that he have going on have absolutely nothing to do with the fact that he was just murdered by an officer, and he was unarmed. The color, you know, you know what I'm saying. None of that should matter. So stick to the facts. Trayvon Martin was murdered. You know what I'm saying? So I hate how the media does that. Like, you love pulling up our past, but you don't pull up these white people past. You don't do none of that shit. You know? And it's so, it. I, you know, again, I'm speaking from back then. Back then, it wasn't irritating to me as it, as it is now. Again, I was, I, I would say I was a little bit more, na- I was more naive. You know, I unfortunately was one of those people saying, uh, if he would have not had his pants down or if he would have, why was he doing this? Why was he walking in between the houses? Like I was, I became that person because of what I was fed and I was not, I did not take the time out to read, to do my own research. Hold on, drink break. Hey everyone, it's Daryl from Daryl's Daring Thoughts. Couple questions for you. Do you have a black-owned business? Do you want to be a sponsor? Well, you've come to the right place. I have a great podcast, Daryl's Daring Thoughts, that you can sponsor your business on. You can sponsor it for one, two, three episodes or maybe the entire season. So if you want to sponsor your brand on my show, contact me at DarylDaresYou at gmail.com. That's Daryl. D-A-R-O dares you at gmail.com to learn how you can be heard in multiple countries alongside a celebrity guest through my sponsoring ad package. Can't wait to hear from you. Yeah, so... Yeah, I became one of those people, and the media is good with doing that. So, so just think, if I, a black man, became one of those people, how do you think all these other white people started to act? You know, that's why they, they're always in these comment sections saying, well, all he, if I, all he had to do was comply, if he would have just complied, like, look what they did to George Floyd. They pulled up his past. What the hell does his past have to do with that moment? And it's... You know, y'all, this this conversation is so goddamn depressing. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 depressing. I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of feeling like we have to defend each other's character. Your character is everything. And you know, it's just it's 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 annoying. It's it's truly truly annoying. So it's and you know the media the media's coverage is powerful. It shapes the ability of individuals and communities to receive fair and equal justice. 
politicians, prosecutors, police officers, juries, and everyday people are influenced not only by facts that are reported in, in stories, but also by the images, labels, framing, and narratives that those stories convey. Decades of research revealed a persistent trend of media's um uh, uh, that the, that the media has portraying black men and boys in a negative stereotype, and you know it's it's not something that is new. Um, it's been going on forever. You know, we definitely saw it all in 2020. Okay, we definitely saw it, even with the the protests and the riots. You know, it it was proven in a lot of these cases that you know a lot of the Black Lives Matter movement individuals were not the ones that started the riots. Protests, yes. Riots, no. But, you know, it's, it's, it sounds better saying, you know, Black Lives Matter protesters started rioting. You know, that that's, just sounds better to them. Instead of saying, you know, there, are, there were rioters, there were um, rioters out, there were rioters, you know, uh, walking with the Black Lives Matter protesters, making it seem, you know, making it seem like it was them or whatever the headline should be. But it, it sounds better when you make it, it seemed like the Black Lives Matter individuals were the ones rioting, which is why so many people were, you know, against the protest and against all the, you know, those are the, our peaceful protesting and our constitutional right in this country and thought it was negative because that's how it's being portrayed in the media. The media didn't portray the real people who were doing the riots, you know, and, and so, ugh, child. Uh, yeah that 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 topic gets me high it really does so then we go to the verdict you know we all we all tuned in to um to the Zimmerman to the verdict I was actually I was actually staying with my best friend um no no, no. yeah I was staying with my best friend doing the verdict I remember when Trayvon Martin died if I can recall he died around the same time as um the same day as um the guy who was on glee that played um the lead character from glee back then who uh, committed suicide and i was emotional for that because again i was a huge glee fan then i heard about trayvon martin and it was just like we didn't we we, we heard it but we didn't hear everything that was going on you know we were being fed certain things and not you know told everything and so i remember that and you know, I have to be honest. I was surprised at the verdict. I was optimistic because I thought the evidence was overwhelming, you know, especially because, you know, Trayvon didn't have a gun. You know, he had nothing on him but, you know, some damn candy and an iced tea. So I personally didn't think that, <coughs> I personally did not think that it was going to be the that that was going to be the outcome like I was not so I didn't invest that much into the trial because everything that I read I'm like oh this is, it seemed pretty cut and dry to me so you know little do I know my whole world got fucked up when I found out that you know this man was not found guilty you know and then you know, I'm sorry. I know y'all love y'all President Obama. I know y'all do, but he he he. I feel like he had an obligation to really, you know, say more and do more, and he did not, in my opinion. You know, I I I. You know, he was trying to be neutral. You know, he said this was a tragedy and things like that, but I just wish he would have been a little bit more vocal on, you know, Trayvon Martin being murdered 
him being murdered by George Zimmerman. I just wish he would have said more. And, you know, we all know Zimmerman's out here while and acting a fool. Like, you know, I didn't pray a couple of times that he catch Corona, but, you know, unfortunately he hasn't. Um, so we're going to let that go. So I, when, when the verdict came out, I was, again, like I said, I was in shock. I did not, you know, I didn't, I didn't look at the verdict like I'm looking at it now. Like the, like that verdict in my mind allowed police officers and, you know, other non-people of color. Hmm. I feel like it, it, it allowed them, it allowed for open season. You know, that verdict allowed them to say, oh, shit, okay, I can get away with some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it also was all, you know, we got the movie. We, we found out about, you know, the Fruitville Station movie. All that happened. And I don't know. It just felt weird. And I, I was, I think I was in shock. I was in shock for a little while. You know, also, you know, Whitney Houston just passed away um, during that time. Um, because I remember watching her funeral. So it was a lot going on in February. Like February was a, that was a horrible month. And yeah, it was just trash. <laughs> it was trash. So I will say that I was probably numb to the verdict because again, now looking back, I, I, I probably, I wish I would have done more, you know, to keep his name alive and keep justice, um, you know, to get justice for him. You know, we know his mother went into politics you know, I think she ran for Congresswoman. Um, she didn't win, but she's, you know, she's still working. She's not, she's didn't, she didn't stop. And, you know, she's doing what, you know, she's supposed to do to keep her baby's name um, alive and to keep him alive for her. So, you know, I appreciate her for that. And so the aftermath of everything, you know, with the riots and the, pro, well, with the protests, again, as I stated earlier, I, I do believe that, the social media influence, you know, with Trayvon Martin is huge because I think that, you know, if I, if I remember myself correctly, you know, with Trayvon Martin and then the other black men that were murdered after him, you know, Eric Gardner and things like that and um, individuals like that, you know, the, the cell phone recordings, you know, started to become very popular with us recording the incidences, you know, and make sure we get justice or, you know, whatever the case may be. Me personally, I'm not going to take my phone out to record, you know, police officers, you know, do anything to an, a non-black person. You know what I'm going to do? I'm not saying in here, but I'm just saying I'm not taking a phone out to record you killing them. Okay. Because that woman just watched they all watched George Floyd, you know, die. And again, I, I'm not saying that they weren't in a um, an awkward position. You know, it wasn't. A, there were other police officers around involved. I totally get it. I'm just saying me personally, I could not pull out my phone and record that because, you know, I am my brother's keeper. I am my black brother's and sister's keeper. And I feel like that's how we all need to maneuver through this world right now until we see real change. And until that real change happens, we have to really take care of each other. Just like how they had a neighborhood watch, you know, we need to have a community watch. You know, you know, your black brother and sister is in distress um, and, you know, needs help. It, it's, it's our job to help them, you know. And I don't think we were, I don't think we helped enough for Trayvon, you know. I don't think we fought hard enough for him. And, you know, um, 
I want to apologize to his mother for me not doing my part. You know, me just saying, oh, well, you know, another white guy, another another guy, I'm sorry, another man got off for killing the black boy. Okay, I just, I, just, I guess because maybe because I, I just see it, I saw it so much or heard about it for, um, so much, I just, you know, was like detached from it. And I hate that, um, but I'm no longer detached, detached from it now. You know, we are going to keep saying Trayvon's name. We are going to keep saying George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, um, and more. Uh, we're going to Elijah, Elijah um, um, I'm sorry, Elijah McClain. Yeah, um, we're going to keep saying their names. And yeah, so that's what I have for you. I would love to know your thoughts about the social media impact on the Trayvon Martin case and how it has affected us now. So definitely email me at DarylDaresU at gmail.com. Um, so that's the conclusion of our February Black History Month's episode, you guys. So just wanted to get my thoughts on Trayvon Martin and, you know, how that has shaped me today. Um, please stick around for our Women's History Month. You know, after our Women's History Month, I am going to take a break from podcasting. It's going to be a long break. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to post episodes every night, every other week, um, just to keep you guys up, updated on what I'm doing. But I've decided that I really want to focus on my music. And so I really want to focus on putting out an EP this year. So I'm going to take a little break, um, but I will be posting like, you know, updates of my life every week. I'm going to be going live on Instagram more. So definitely follow me on Instagram. And if you're on Clubhouse, follow me on Clubhouse um, at Daryl Santiago, D-A-R-O. Women's History Month is going to be lit. I am interviewing my mother, celebrating her doing, um, <laughs> during Women's History Month. I was so nervous about interviewing my mother because she gets distracted easily. So I'm going to be in interviewing my mother. One of my really good friends, Banika, her episode is coming out as well in March about her, you know, surviving domestic violence and, you know, dealing with her mental health. Um, so that episode comes out. And then on my my last um last two episodes no no no. then I have two more episodes that are about black women in business and I'm interviewing two friends of mine that I went to college with uh, we went to Alabama and m University together um one is a, a, a prospering attorney in Birmingham and Mobile Alabama and the other uh, um has multiple businesses and brands um, and she resides in Huntsville, Alabama still. And, you know, she's also in the military. So I definitely want, I'm just highlighting these beautiful women. And then my last episode is going to be about, you know, hidden figures, some, some women in history that we do not know about or we don't talk about. So I'm going to do that. So definitely stick around for my Women's History Month special. But thank you so much for tuning in to Daryl's Daring Thoughts. I appreciate you and check back next week. To follow me on social media, you can go to Instagram. I'm very active on Instagram. Um, it's Cordero underscore Santiago. Follow me on Instagram to just stay in touch with everything I'll talk about. I'll update you on um, the upcoming episodes and things to look forward to. I'm so excited that I have an email address now for you guys to send me requests for topics any questions you have regarding a topic that I've already discussed or if you just want to vent about something that's going on in your life that you want me to talk about 
on an episode, I have an email address for you to do all of those things. The email is darrowdaresyou at gmail.com. So I'll spell that for you. Darrow, D-A-R-O-D-A-R-E-S-U. Darrowdaresyou at gmail.com. Send me an email. 